Hello, everybody. My name is Aliyah. I'm Esther Crystal. And this is... Oncoming to America. Yeah. Um, and today we are going to be talking to my good friend, my good sis, um, Bimpe Kiwa. Yeah, so we are um, we're going to be talking to her about her journey from going to high school in Nigeria to going to community college and then ending up in a four-year college on a pre-med track. That's she is right. also the CEO and founder of the Ruby Health Foundation, a nonprofit that aims to educate Nigerians about their health and, you know, overall provide a better healthcare system for Nigerians. So, yeah. So, yeah, let's get into the episode. Yeah. When did you come to the U.S.? I moved to the U.S. the summer after I graduated from high school, um, right after. So I had come here, I had, my parents pretty much shipped me off here like the day, a couple mm. weeks after graduation. And um, yeah, yeah, I spent the summer here and then I've been here ever since. So what was your um, transition like? Because I know that is completely different. A, a, a lot of things are different. So coming here, or you, or did you go to high school again and then go from high school to college? Um, SATs, did you already write SAT before coming here? Because in my, like, nine, most Nigerian schools are British. So you must have gone through, like, the IGCSE. So what was your transition like, both school-wise and also, like, emotion-wise? What were you feeling like? Were you excited or were you more like, meh? Uh, I think for me, I actually was not supposed to come to the US. Um, I, like you said, most uh, secondary schools are British. So the plan was always to go on to do my A-levels in the UK and, you know, do med- medical school there. Um, but Last, the senior year of high school, a lot of my, my parents' friends started talking about how, you know, America has more opportunities, blah, blah, blah. My dad was very skeptical because he thought that if I came to America, I would start smoking. Bad girl. He just thought I would, you know, go jail. So, you know, America mm. was no, no. And I always come here for summer, but it was nothing like your right. to school here. So... I, you know, SATs were not, you know, I wasn't worried about SATs. Just a smart one. (laughs) So time in the middle of IGCSE, I think it was, you know, right in the middle of IG, my mom comes into my room and she just slams like this Kaplan SAT prep book on my table and she's like, get ready to test this in like two weeks. Yes, that's reading. literally i was like what are you why am i taking this test and she's like just take the test blah 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 so honestly in my head i'm like me that i've already applied to right. a levels in the uk let me just take the mm-hmm. test you know vibes so i pretty much just skimmed through the book you know i'm writing igs and you know take the test i didn't even know what was a good show or <laughs> a bad i didn't really know about that test i was just running on vibes with that test and then right after igs are done she's like oh you're going to america it doesn't have decided. I'm like, huh? This is just a big <laughs> huh? Like literally, I'm, 
what do you mean question marks and then my uncle comes in he's like oh he has this whole pit deck on community college and why it's so efficient and why is the way forward and my my dad is eating it up eh 10k for a semester you know you know they're just (laughs) eating it up you know and yeah i'm just standing like hmm community and I look it up right I look up community college and there wasn't actually a lot of information on community colleges it's crazy how in two years so much has changed regarding mm. community colleges there wasn't a lot online so I didn't really know also I didn't really know what medical school was mm. so coming that somewhere was like okay go to college you know this was a the campus was five minutes from my okay. uncle's house you know I think I was really excited to just leave mm. Nigeria I was also. (laughs) I was like, "What am I getting into?" You know, I didn't really. You know, I had. I'm. Everyone knows this. I'm a very. You know, I'm a planner. Mm -hmm. I have step by step. Step. So it was like my plan went from straight to about turn, and I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) I didn't really know anything. I was doing research, spending all my days going to different offices on campus. You know, just trying to know what community college was like and um American system starts like you know August I was thrust into school my parents said bye-bye get winter jackets bye you'll be good (laughs) and here you know I remember first day of college by Aeropostale shirts by skinny jeans Mm, the vibes the staple (laughs) I did million bridge and I did it once you know had my jazz sports bag yes yes ready for college you know and I got to one was much older mm. it was less diverse crowd mm. so i went to upstate new york which is very very um very very <laughs> you know so it was just like very oh, very yeah, very, <laughs> very dots, dots, dots. so yeah it was it was a mixture of emotions i ate lunch alone for one week straight wow. you, know, bad, you know like it wasn't the first day of college you know you know that freshman experience you get from movies wasn't that yeah it was a lot of emotions a lot of I had imposter syndrome you know like should I even be here my right. be here you know and then you talk to people at community college they're like what was that mm-hmm. it was a lot it felt like I was kind of navigating on my own I hadn't really lived with my uncle before you know I didn't you know so it was just a lot meeting my cousins for the first time it just felt like, wow, you know, you're really all on your own here. Esther mm-hmm. knows what you're talking about. That face. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, well. Yeah, it, it really was like, wow, you know. Wow. Right? Really, yeah. 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 I mean, I can't really like imagine because my cousins and I, we, I used to stay in their place during the holidays when they were in Nigeria, but that was like mm. 10 years ago. But I also can like kind of imagine you just meeting them for the first time and living but sometimes you know when you go to parties and you're just and like oh god too. this is my cousin and they're boys too yeah, so it was like i was the first girl in the house it was like ah, who's this girl you know it was like ah estrogen you know? <laughs> <laughs> ah, and it was just like and then you know my uncle and i were best of friends so you know we just hit it off immediately and luckily i bonded with my cousin so quickly you know it was mm. like i was like the sister and daughter that they 
never had right i I fit in right you know you know Mm -hmm. nicely smoothly so it was just you know it was nice that was nice and it was nice actually i'm grateful because i feel like if i had gone straight to uni i would have been overwhelmed because i felt better like coming back home yeah or going for movie night with my cousin you know just Just some time for you to acclimatize with the whole place yeah that was that was good Hmm. Wow. so I guess with that with all that said like how did you decide you wanted to be a doctor was it like when you were seven years old you were walking around your house with a lab coat you said ah you know when I grow older I want to yes. be a doctor or was it yes. something that you were just like when you came to com- community college you were just like hmm medicine interesting or was it like you know the usual our uh, parents suggesting mm, or maybe suggesting. like mm-hmm, or maybe like a family thing because i know someone who's like her dad is a lawyer her grandfather is a judge so it's kind of like a family thing mm. for them to be like you know in law so mm. was that more your story or was it just more like a what um this is what i want or was it vibes Vibes. <laughs> True. Vibes. No, but vibes is dangerous. <laughs> on what I've heard. I do. I do think it was. It was all me. I've always been. You know, Aliyah has known me forever. I think I've always been a helper. I've had a mm. lot of mm. bear nicknames growing up. I've always been someone trying to help people. Right. Um, even when we do like a book day, a costume day, I'd always want to, like you guys said, have the lab coats funny because I was just in Nigeria and I, I saw my um toy I used to have this toy doctor's box like a like you know plastic stethoscope and you know oh, oh look at that <laughs> look at that so, um I've always you know wanted that of course the setting you know I always ended up with a nurse's costume because you don't see a lot of female doctors doctors yeah right right so you know I just knew I wanted to be saving lives but I didn't really know you know doctor nurse but Mm-hmm. So growing up, I started, you know, like I said, I'm a planner. I started reading up more and I just, medicine just felt right. Luckily, I was also acing science classes. I was genuinely intrigued. Wow. I <laughs> studying biology. Like I just finished studying this morning and I, I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, and I just feel like medicine is a beautiful merge of, you know, just, you know, passion for humanity passion for science you're constantly mm. you're constantly helping you're dedicating your life to serving others you know I just I, I can't I, I, when I think of my life that's kind of the life I want to have a life of service mm. and medicine I think is one of the that guarantees you you know that I think for me funny enough my parents used to question me almost every semester so are you sure you still want to be <laughs> because um for wow. them, it was actually crazy to them, you know, my dedication to it, you know, mm. my older sister had tried to be a doctor and um, that didn't go well. So Uh-oh. it was like, and my dad had paid medical fees. The medical fees are not cheap. Yeah. So every semester before he pays my school fees, he'd be like, so are you a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> that was it, you know, um, aunties, uncles would come, ah, medicine, care school yeah well you know stuff like that you know just a lot of things actually discourage me rather than encouraging wow that's interesting that is projecting their fears right that's interesting because usually i would expect that people Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, especially in a nigerian household yeah 
at some but point, then again it wasn't engineering maybe if it was engineering they'll understand better oh, no, so. <laughs> I, I think at some point and there are not many doctors in my family i think i, I can only think of one uncle that is a, in the health mm-hmm. so at some point my mom realized that she's really you know serious about this yeah i'm volunteering in hospitals i'm you know doing things in healthcare. I'm mm. curious, you know, I'm consistent with my grades. So then she started, you know, then she's like automatically, she just assumed, okay, this girl's already a doctor. Now it's like, hey, <laughs> you're a doctor. You know you're a doctor. So I think that started mounting a bit of pressure too at some point. Mm. Cause it, it, and then, you know, my, my siblings will message me like, you know you're a doctor. And yeah. I mean it from a place of encouragement, but it's like- right. I'm just a pre-med student. What if I now decide I don't want to do medicine anymore? (laughs) So it's just a lot of, I think it's, I always say it's personal and it's always been personal for me. So I would ask myself, why do you want to be a doctor? You know, I'd sit down, ask myself that question, answer that question, you know, keep it going. I think that Mm. it should be very personal. It should not be influenced by parents or anybody because it's hard. It's very hard. It's very stressful. You pretty much have no social life. I can't count how many oh, shit. I've skipped. Up. <laughs> I'm skipping on one right now, like today, tonight, because I have, you know, exams and stuff. So mm. it's a huge commitment. It should be personal. And I think in my experience, people that I've seen that have been fueled by um, their parents, mm-hmm. out. they've changed their major. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's yeah. thrust into organic chemistry. I'm like, no parent, nothing keeps you going. You can't be you. can't be because you don't even make money for a minute. You know, you hmm. spend so much money and go to so much, you know, go through so much education. So, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's rewind. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt, but so you're telling me that. With all the work that I do, I'm still not like gonna earn money right out of school. Is that is that what you're telling well, me? The way it works is <laughs> when, you finish, when you finish medical school, right? You know, you, you go into your residency. That mm, residency yeah, you make a good amount of money, but it's not it's nothing compared to when you're done with your residency. Mm-hmm. That's right. When you're making you know. That's the moolah yeah and then the (laughs) residency part for the most part you're paying back your debts you know from medical school so residency you're not really rich you're good you're you know you're probably earning more than your peers that are yeah you're earning a good amount you know you're constantly it's not like you're like thinking rich that people say like doctors in america are like so rich exactly right pending they're so rich for residence, which is it usually takes like two to five years to finish that. Yes, to finish. No, no. God have mercy. Right, because okay, so because the reason why I'm asking is because you know people tend to make it seem like like right now I'm just transitioning through you know, um, grad school and then going through call it um what's it called full term applications and stuff and people are like yeah you should be earning more but then the reality of it is I'm just trying to clarify with you. Mm-hmm. That in most, um, from what I'm seeing, in most career paths, is not as, oh, you're going to be ending this much based on your career. Like, you still have to go through a process. You still have to go through the learning. You still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to get out of school and then be earning. I mean, unless you're like a, 
I don't know, software engineer, but you still I, did the working school. So you do, you don't want to, I think another thing is with medicine particularly, mm. it matters where you went to medical school, it matters where you do your residency. Mm. So if you're going to medical school at a top 50, top 10 medical, you know, school, and you're matched into like a top 20 hospital, you're not gonna be making the same amount of money as a resident mm. that like the top 200 is making right but it's that way wow that's interesting i didn't knew about that for law because my cousin taking the lsas and she was like oh you have to pick the right school you have to do this you have to do that but i never knew because somebody did say recently med school is med school but now that you're telling me this people like wow. to say med school because i mean it's still the same amount of work you still suffer Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things where where did you go to medical school oh i went to and it shouldn't be i went to this top ivy college you know medical school okay and you get matched into like a top hospital hmm. the same amount of money as a resident who goes to like a public clinic also clinic. Your, special, your specialty it matters so if you're doing mm-hmm. surgery you know you're not going to make the same amount of money as someone who's doing like family medicine it's just right. like, so there are different factors that go into how much you make as a resident. Residence. So mm. some residents are so well off they're you know, comparable to like attendees at some clinics. So it depends on those factors. You know, factors, what I mean? right? There's a lot of factors. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, there are a lot of factors. There's, there's really, really a lot of factors. Um. Okay, so based on everything you've said, like I literally want to be when I grow up. Right. Um, I'll have my life together. <laughs> have my life together. And you just talked about being a planner because usually I would say I'm a planner, but it seems like you're better and there's only one way to go up. So what are some tips that you can give us, some of us that, you know, we still have some comma here and there right. on planning and what, what advice would you give someone who, like this is a kind of like a combined question. What advice would you give someone who's trying to make the decision right now now of if they should go into like med school if they should be a doctor or if they should just like you know stick to something else you know you know like computers <laughs> coming really into play now um, should i tech savvy you know everybody's always screaming that's where the money is this 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 um so what advice would you give to someone who's trying to who's thinking about going into medicine and what advice would you give to us that we're trying to plan do you have some like resources for us mm-hmm. uh-huh. um first of all i think you know everyone should be tech savvy right is the future. you know you should know you should be pretty you know comfortable with some basic level of technology right um, i would say in terms of tips for planning um i learned the hard way but just know that things are not going to go according to your plan <laughs> that's the number one thing when you start out a plan that get you, very important <laughs> this yeah. is it. this is where you are you know where you're starting you know where you want to be how you're going to get there though is not going to be what you put on your board just know mm-hmm. that you can put that there for vibes you know just a guideline okay mm, are you screaming <laughs> what's going you know, on <laughs> seriously be very it's the, it's the truth you have to be very open to changes right you have to be very open to 
you know, you have to be flexible. Right. When I, when I first started up, I was very like, okay, community college, you know, transfer immediately med school. But I transferred, I realized I need a gap year. You know, that wasn't on my plan. You know what I'm wow. saying? So there are different things, you know, okay, in this gap year, what am I going to do? At first I was like, okay, I'll focus on this. But now I'm like, okay, no, instead I've seen better opportunities. So you have to be open different things i think that i'm i'm a big believer that god has a plan for you that's the best yeah yeah so you can plan but you know god is the best of planners so for me it's like i'm always open to okay what 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 are the opportunities in front of me i make an informed decision on my next step based on the things in front of me it's good to have a plan because it keeps you grounded it keeps you you know you you know where you're going you know your end your final Mm -hmm. destination be open that's my own and Uh, i also think that when it comes to just sticking to your plan discipline is so important (laughs) it's one thing to dream is one thing to execute that dream i think what do you mean are you screaming (laughs) that's the thing for me discipline i don't look for hundreds in every test i look for an average a Uh, Aliyah, you hearing? <laughs> like you know, I just think you have to be balanced. You have to be good at everything. You have to be, you know, well-rounded. You have to be mm. a very team. You can't be the best at everything, but you can be good at everything. Wait, 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 My chest is letting <laughs> me. Let's let that sink in. You can't be the best at everything, but you can my be good chest is at everything. Me. Huh. Oh my god, offer mic, offer mic, offer mic, offer mic. <laughs> you don't wake up good, you know, it takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of discipline. Right. So re- repetition, you know, you have to be grounded. Mm-hmm. You have to be grounded. You know, like nobody's just born with like a 4.0. You know, right. born, you know, no matter how smart you are, you have mm-hmm. to put in the work and you have to yes. That's, I think discipline is the biggest thing, developing that discipline. And the only thing that I think can keep your discipline in check is your passion for what you're doing. Right. So people, I'm going to switch to your other question about, you know, deciding to do medicine. Number yeah. one, you want to get into a hospital, shadow, shadow, volunteer, get into a hospital, see what you're trying to be. You know, mm. it's one thing to watch Grey's Anatomy and see all the love, love and drama. Um, oh, that's dear. not how it is. <laughs> And it's another thing to read. Sometimes it's easy to to really, when you're reading a textbook, it's easy to put things into perspective where you see what you're reading and learning in play, right? Yeah. So I think one thing I was good in high school is we did um um what was it called work experience. Mm. So I think that was my first experience in a hospital. You know, I liked a part. I didn't like some parts. I got here, I tried to shadow, I currently volunteer, you know. So get into the field, get into healthcare, you know. Get into it and see what you're trying to become. I shadowed a family medicine uh, clinic and I just knew then I'm never going to be a family doctor. <laughs> it was and like, I think I, that's why it's important too because like even internships as well, you might, mm-hmm. you might apply for an internship that you think, wow, this is my dream job. And then you get there and you see all the... All the side work that you have to do to actually yeah, have to do yeah just like mm. Mm. not really not cute yeah it's not cute you know i knew I, I was supposed to be there for a month i went there for two days i slept on the third day the fourth day i just emailed the lady like see uh it's snowing i don't think it's this not it's not, <laughs> this not this is not this is not it 
I knew that day. And then I did one in Italy. I did this internship. I was rotating surgery. Hmm. International. Hey. Come on. Come on. For this special. (laughs) For this special. but hmm. yeah I did I did do that you know I knew then wow you know I really want to go into surgery I never used to consider mm. urology, but I shadowed some surgery surgeries there and I was like hmm, you know this is a possibility and I think that when you when you get into the hospital it tells you whether or not you want to be a doctor that's you might think I want to be a doctor I you see blood you collapse you know mm, this is not for me and healthcare, saving lives is beyond being a doctor. You know, there's so many different right, right, right. You know, of healthcare. You know, people just like hmm. to see doctor because that seems to be the most prestigious. The most course. prestigious, mm. yeah. But there's so much. There's so much you there's can do. There's so much. There's so, I think so getting much. Getting hospital is right. It's, it's key. It tells you that's just the truth. I think whenever I'm I'm stuck, whenever I'm I'm stressed out, I'm tired. I think back to those moments when I was in a hospital, and that fuels me right hmm. but if you if you didn't you know if you didn't experience any spark or any passion when you were in a the hospital then you're really just running on vibes because what's fueling you what's keeping you going and you will burn out right mm-hmm. yeah. i've seen bio 101 is the basic class for every pre-med right so you all start to bio 101 you're like 100 in the class you know what i'm saying you're seeing all these people everybody's trying to do smarter that i got you know the end i got this on the essay i've already bought an empath book ultra competitive you know mm. they're always i can imagine saying, oh i shadowed bill cosby i shadowed this one i shadowed the cars everyone is trying to like i did re- research with nasa but like mm. when you get to like let's say sophomore year when you start mm. getting harder classes then you start seeing them drop out one by one and your class one by one become serious six you know 146 I, I, I looked around in my organic chemistry final and i'm like where is everybody everybody you know oh where is everybody and that that's that's how it's going to be i think that's how it's going to be i think another tip i would give people in medicine is you want to get a study buddy mm. you want to get another pre-med that's on a similar journey because mm. it's hard to be alone you know, you want to get someone else, but you also want to get someone that's not competing with you because right, right. Oh my gosh, yes. Competition is worse than like, oh, why are you doing yes. this? Yes, I'm sorry. Like, you know, me, I'm. It's, you want someone who, because pre-meds can be very selfish opportunities. Mm. Very, you know, it's 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 cutthroat. It's toxic. So you want to guess it is toxic. I think I used to have so many pre-med friends. Now I really only have like two or three. And most of my friends are in different professions because I realized that when I had only pre-med friends, there was a lot of competition. Every night I'm doubting my resume. I'm mm-hmm. doubting, you know, I'm doubting everything because it's like, wow, you seem to be doing so much. And these guys are coming in from high school with, you know, they, they're born here. So right from out of the womb, they're the doing womb. And exactly. And me, I'm here, head girl, charity <laughs> committee. <laughs> So it, it just feels so irrelevant you know it's like coming right. out of Nigeria, you're studying your resume from scratch there's really nothing you did in Nigeria 
high school that you know you can right tell even that uh, head girl do they know what head girl means how do you explain i usually be like class president you know mm. yeah like, she's in class to... president that's no that's it that's 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 they're demoting you honestly right the school you true. went to head girl is a huge work even your IGC, <laughs> like just today, they don't even know what you know. I talk about IGs, I got this, and it's like, uh, okay, you know, like, okay, what, what like, that's what? what does that mean to exactly? Right. Exactly, what does that translate to? to? I think another tip, one last tip I would say is um, diversify your resume and do what you love. Mm. Um, I know there are a lot of tips on, on online for pre meds, like, you should be doing. 100 hours of volunteer, 50 hours of this, 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 all stuff, blah, blah. It's impossible. I can tell you that for a fact. I tried to do everything and I burnt out. Yeah. Hmm. Do everything, you do nothing. You, you, you're not doing anything when you're trying to do everything. You, you, you need to hone in. Like for me now, public health has become my, my major focus, right? Mm. I'm all about public health. I'm all about, you know, fixing health systems ultimately my life my life's work i think is reforming healthcare in nigeria ultimately mm, come on come over. on and that come is a beautiful segue for our <laughs> next question which is you know the ruby health foundation which you are the founder and ceo yeah. of um so can you just give us well i mean i know because i'm on the team but Head can you just give everybody else <laughs> Can you just give everybody else a rundown of, you know, how the Ruby Health Foundation came about and, you know, your goals and aspirations for that? Yeah, so in a nutshell, I think Ruby Health was born out of grief mm. and frustration. Um, two years ago, my father passed on from cancer. And throughout mm. the period, I realized that we had to fly him out to get, you know, even a proper diagnosis. You know what I'm mm. saying? And this is something that's killing four out of five Nigerians. We have pretty much one of the worst cancer ratios in the world. And we don't even have proper cancer facilities. So I think that that whole period, the fact that, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't even know why their loved ones are dying. Um, I was very upset when, when he passed on. I was upset because he wasted so much time in Nigeria because it kept feeding him rubbish. You know, rubbish lives, yeah. He didn't know what they were talking about, you know? Yep. So one day you know i needed i you know i was very angry i was i was very angry and i started to research a lot about um you know the stats in nigeria generally you know, where can right. you know? and it was just like horrifying so i always want to start an ngo in the future it was always a very distant thing for me like oh, i'll start an ngo later on <laughs> but it was just like you know what i need to channel this anger i need to channel you know people shouldn't be going through this people should even have a fighting chance you don't even know the average nigerian right. probably walking hypertension too due to all the stress in nigeria and they don't of course know. of course they don't even know people are dropping dead they say they're slumping they're like yep. no it doesn't just happen it's not juju Mm -hmm. like things build up so ruby health was born initially we're just supposed to be focused on cancer you know like just cancer sensitization you know for sponsoring cancer patients and all that Mm -hmm. but there's more to healthcare than cancer and nigeria is Mm -hmm. needs help so we started and we opened it up to just help increasing health awareness you know if not for covid we're supposed to do a lot of like grassroots community outreach you know sensitizing the, the community on you know their health Mm, so we're right. just you know, 
we think I well we are, as a collective think that um increased awareness can help you prevent the need to even treat these diseases yeah very preventable you know you shouldn't get to a point where you're fighting for your life mm. so that's ruby hill so we work with maternal mortality uh, we're currently we're current, currently sponsoring underage pregnant girls who have become pregnant due to rape and abuse so we're wow. pregnancy we're teaching them tips and like you know early motherhood and trying to like get them back on track with their lives with like skills training if you want to go back to school go back to school so things like that um as long you know, as, as well as cancer and you know just general health projects that we have like that mm, the goal wow. for me with ruby health is to number one digitize general hospitals all across the country there's no reason why we should be using files and folders in in, in, in this i hate it here like, like, <laughs> like i think that number one would be to do that number two would be <sighs> To create a, a world-class hospital. So I do want to do a chain of Ruby Health hospitals all across Nigeria. Come on, come on. Tell me when I need to drop my money. <laughs> world new class Nigeria loading. It is the new Nigeria. And these hospitals should be should be well-staffed. So there's a brain drain right now in Nigeria. Nigerian doctors are all around the country doing amazing things. So mm. I think I do want to do like a coalition of doctors across like the world that are Nigerian to come into Nigeria and operate on Nigerians. You will mm. be well paid. Doctors don't work in Nigeria because the, the salary is they don't pay them. Terrible. Yeah. But if yeah. they have good and there's also pay. like no electricity too. So exactly. you're literally losing yeah. lives to that. Was this NSAS Kenida was seeing people use lamp and torchlights to operate surgery? Yeah. I'm not naming yeah. names because you know we're not naming names, but I was shadowed at a hospital in Nigeria that's supposed to be somewhat quote unquote world class. And I was extremely, extremely, extremely disappointed. Disappointed. Disappointed right. with the lack of professionalism, just the lack of basic infrastructure, mm, the, yeah. the lack of everything needed in a hospital. You know what I'm saying? Right. And this is right. supposed to be world class. So now you think world of the class. hospitals, you think of you know places where people who are, can't afford to fly out. Yeah. Hospital. You shouldn't yeah. have to die because of you know those things. So you can't help afford it. Exactly. Help to, bridge that, that that wealth disparity between mm. rich and the poor when it comes to healthcare healthcare is a basic human rights you know it should be afforded to everybody also mm. i think we want to do like a health health insurance you know proper health insurance system mm. um you know some things should be funded by some sort of health insurance um scheme i've seen now nigerians will give money to a good cause so yeah. if, you're, if they feel like you're gonna get money back for it you know not that your health insurance will stop to call you picking your call when you finish paying have more incentive hmm. to get problem. a show. Problem. Oh, that problem. Ultimately, we would go into education, the ed- very education of the doctors of tomorrow. If yeah. your university is always on strike, how are you going to learn? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like, there's a lot that Ruby held. Like, the dreams are, are big. They're wide. It's a lot of work. And it's I, like I said, it's my life's, I think it's my, my life's work. I didn't mm. know when I set up Ruby Health that it would be. It would it would be where I see my future, you know, fully headed. I thought it was gonna mm-hmm. be a thing, but it's the thing. It's everything for me. Everything, everything. right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I just I just like thinking about it because when you were like, there are a lot of doctors in Nigeria that are doing that they don't get paid well and everything. And I remember my auntie mentioning because she's a doctor she has her degree she used to practice but she was like she cannot 
afford to have a hospital just because there's no elect- stable electricity mm-hmm. like she can't afford to be doing operation and they just take lights mm-hmm. that person is just gonna die most likely and so the person is not even dying due to their illness but dying in the hands of the person that's supposed to be helping them yeah, right and so because of that she actually just left she just left after all the hard work after years of studying she's literally a farmer now she just makes healthy food <laughs> that's what she does now and it's just sad because there are so many people who are like that right and they can't afford to risk other people's lives just because you know in the grand scheme of things is it better to have a hospital or is it better to have um what do you call it to just to just not because i do know that there are a lot of doctors that have the god um what's it called the god complex you know Mm -hmm. and so when you when you're in a situation like nigeria where everybody is so drunk a lot of people rather are so drunk on power Mm. you see a lot of different things like my friend she died because they wouldn't um, treat her without collecting money. And that was that was really frustrating for me. And yeah. it's, it's, it just doesn't make any sense, right? In, 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 in the Nigeria that I, that I dream of, you know, the Nigeria that I see us getting to, mm-hmm. under no circumstance, you're, you have you sworn an oath to save lives. Right. Under no circumstance should you be asking for a doubt. You save the life first. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely saved the life first. I've seen people talk about how they asked for a police report. This person is bleeding. Exactly. To bring guarantor. You're asking me to like, where's your husband? How how does that have anything to do with the fact that I'm dying? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like I mean, in, in in a way, I understand that you know, people you treat them and then they run away. And Nigeria doesn't have a database to track people. So if they exactly. leave, they gone. those things will be fixed. So if you have a nationwide health insurance system and mm. everyone is insured, right? You yeah. know how to find them. Also, some basic things should be on your insurance, i.e. saving your life should be on your insurance. If you come <laughs> into a hospital, my, my only thoughts should be to save your life. I don't save understand why insurance doctor is like, that's not the only... I, they pause and they were I mean, asking for money. It it kind of okay, so I'm not justifying it, but it kind of makes sense. Like when they're not getting the money that they feel they deserve, exactly. they mm-hmm. have to make sure that they can get the money from wherever. Exactly. But like I don't know. I guess it also goes back to like why people decide to become doctors. Doctors. So are you deciding to be a doctor because of the, of the fat money. paycheck, or mm-hmm. are you doing it because you care about people? Would you right. have to death? A lot of these people. This is their primary source of living. So, I mean, there's one point, at some point, you get selfish. That's the truth. At some yeah. point, more, I have to survive. Yeah. And if you keep saving lives and it's like, you know, you're not getting paid. Doctors are always, it's only in Nigeria, I see doctors are on strike. It's a real moral. Exactly. Why? How? It's like, I mean, that's so what Nigeria does. Uh, used to frustrate somebody. It's, and it's, it's just really sad for the people that do get frustrated but they can't go yeah anywhere. like it's I easy know, for right. people like us or people that are more privileged to say okay i'm tired of nigeria let me carry my passports and be going exactly. but like some people don't even have passports people don't have driver's <laughs> license people don't have identification card yeah so like even to go to togo now is another problem <laughs> i think one thing is like i said 
it's a complete overhaul of the mm. healthcare sector. Yeah. Like it everything wouldn't in just Nigeria. be Ruby Health Foundation. It's a lot of NGOs will have to come in. A lot of and even the government, you know, it's 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 a life's work. It's not right. you know right. one entity. And I've heard in the whispers that it's actually the government that instructs hospitals not to take people without paying. These are the whispers. Honestly. These are the whispers. Whoever's I get as, ah. in, as in my own is that in, that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. That shouldn't be the case. And also, I think that the quality of doctors you get, it begins to become questionable when doctors are going to school and they know that ah, I'm going to graduate. I could even be, you know, unemployed. And if I'm even employed, unemployed, right. quite miserable. Right. as a doctor no matter how much passion you have it takes a toll yep. especially when you hear that your your peers are earning thousands of dollars you know at that mm-hmm. point like who did i offend right who, who did that actually um, offend i don't know it's a lot it's a lot to think about i think i do don't i don't see myself you know not doing it like not okay yeah i see my future in Nigeria. Mm. Come on, come on. Come I do on. see that coming back and fixing things. I love I it. I can, you know. Right. And if it's something I where doesn't want to agree, then I would do my best with Ruby Health to, like I said, set up a hospital, set up hospitals, yeah. health clinics, set up cancer clinics, you know, dedicate literally my life to just fixing things. Yes. Because so many lives could be saved if we just did things differently. Differently. You know? mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's one thing we're seeing now with like the NSAS protests and like everything that Nigeria has happened after can that. Walk. Nigeria mm-hmm. can definitely work yeah. if we have the right people doing yep. the right thing. We had ambulances that actually would cater to people. Do you get helpline? Like people calling, you have a central helpline that people can actually call that's and ask people. for help. That's how things should be. Right. You don't have to go too far. Like, you know, there's like a close general hospital, but imagine me going there. I might as well just die in my house. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 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 There shouldn't be a huge disparity between general and, you know, public and private. Public and private. Hmm. There shouldn't be a huge disparity. That shouldn't be the case. And that just reminds me of, um, I was listening to, um, I said what I said, the podcast with Jola and FG. Mm-hmm. And Jola was talking about how um, someone in, in her family was dying and like she was calling an ambulance and they were saying a police officer needs to report the woman dead before they can come <laughs> and carry the body or the something body. crazy what? like that. Or she called um, a morgue that her grandma mm-hmm. had died and they said the police officer has to report her dead before they can come and carry the body they ask you for a police report and, and i'm and like do the police officers do that work why are you asking me for a police report i'm telling you like who's gonna movie. pronounce the person dead police officer movie, i think right. it's called Madam mom used to watch it when i was younger and basically the plot of the movie is this man uh there was the hit or run victim right mm. and the guy was driving by he picked up the guy you know was bleeding everybody's like please take him to a hospital and he spent the night going from hospital to hospital and all of them asking for this support for this report, until this man died in his car. So uh, then, then, well, they didn't they arrest him. and then they arrest him for killing uh-huh. the man. That's what they'll do. 
that is that is and that is the vibes like, the scene that gets me is he's in court and he's like in yoruba he's saying like i was just trying to help help i was and he's crying they condemned this guy to life in prison he's like when they don't actually do what they're supposed to do help. and now yeah. when they wanted to arrest somebody for killing police officers somebody that does not have a gun like how honestly, <laughs> please so much is wrong so much and like you said AK, we sit was we're sitting from a, from a, looking from a place of privilege you know Definitely. yep the absolutely average, when we hear these stories of pregnant like i was just talking to one of the people that we work with with the pregnant uh underage girls and you hear these stories from the slums you hear these girls are walking around malnourished these girls are not registered mm. you know they're they themselves are abandoned children you, you hear these stories it's heartbreaking as a person seeing girls your age right that should be in school you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. already dealing with these those kind of girls and then they grow up you say they are hoodlums they're this exactly right and they will say they're thugs they are breaking into them they'll say they're prostitutes on the road mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot it's a ripple effect it starts it's like it's so painful to think about to be very honest yes. and it's like you can't help everybody you can't but I will yeah. try to help as much as I can. Yeah, right. you can do your parts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's also important to have like a tribe or a group of people who have very similar goals for Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people my age who are like, well, I'm not going back to Nigeria. I have another person. Exactly. I don't need to go back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. For example, with the Ruby Health, we want to work with people who actually want to see a better Nigeria. Nigeria. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to work with people who are, like we said before, who are just looking for the money. Um, mm-hmm. Because in nonprofits, there's not that much money. There's not that much money. That's <laughs> so if how you're looking for there, money, yeah. you've actually you've stopped at the wrong bus stop. So just continue <laughs> going. So I think having a group of people, so whether it's in marketing or it's in law or it's in anything else, you just need to have a group of people who want to do the same thing or who see the yes. same thing. Yes, but yeah. Well, Bingpe, I am so 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 glad we had you not Bingpe. Yes, Bingpe. Why do you have two names on your thing? Please take oh. the recording. Oh, okay. sorry. This is my listen. Okay, Bingpe. I want to say huge huge thank you for coming on here we really appreciate you we appreciate your time your words of wisdom like girl you you make me feel like i need to be doing something with my life doing more Um, yeah like i need to be doing more and i just love that you came to encourage us and we are so grateful we hope like in the future get to talk more with you get a little update on how things are going and you know that we're always here. We also want to better Nigeria. So right. we we are ready for to help in any way that we can. But we're so grateful for your time today. Your, out of your busy mid-schedule. Right. Give us some time. <laughs> Little of us. Give us some time. Thank so, you. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. Thank so you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it was an honor to be here. I've been following you guys' podcast from the start. You guys doing a um, Thank you. So it was an honor to be here. Um, yeah, so tell the people. Yeah, tell uh, the people where to find you. Yes, that. you can find me on Instagram at rubyhealth.foundation um, to stay up to date with what we're doing, to donate, to get involved. We do have some jobs open. Yeah. So you know, 
thank you guys for having me. Uh, I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes. And if you guys are not listening to On Coming to America, really, what are you doing? Hey, thank you. Thank Mm. you. Ask them again. (laughs) Ask them. On our road to 100 followers, we're at 93 right now. So tell your friends to tell their friends. um, Tell their friends. Right. Tell their friends, friends. Maybe give away. (laughs) Maybe give away at 100. I'm not promising, promising, Mm. but you know, Mm. we're not stingy girls, so it's possible. Idea. Yeah. Right. So bye, guys. Bye. Bye.